ready for another episode of Mindless Digital. I know I am. So let's get started. Hey guys, this is Dave coming at you. Man, I, I missed you guys. Even though I dropped an episode last week, it's like, huh, I'm ready to record again. But I'm sitting there thinking, it's like, okay, but I don't, I don't have a topic. And sometimes I find myself that way, that I want to record, but I don't actually have a topic to cover. And so I was like, well, I'm, me being by myself, I'm not really good at, you know, going off the cuff. I have to have at least an idea to work with. And so I just kind of thought about it and thought about it. And, you know, luckily, I listen to several podcasts that I uh, follow on the regular. And sometimes they, they can be your source of inspiration. Kind of like, uh, for instance, uh, Chicanoish. I was listening to their latest episode, and uh, Pops was talking about his. Uh, uh, I think the I think the title was his poop hole was uh, loose or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, for those of you who didn't listen, just the gist of it: Pops has a loose poop hole. So, uh, you know, send your condolences to him because apparently, when he walks, poop just falls out of its hole. So. Um, and that can happen sometimes when you get older. I know he's not as old as I am, but uh, my poop hole's still pretty tight. So you could be thankful for that. But uh, no, they were they were talking about, uh, the, I think they have a, a section or a segment where they talk about celebrities. And uh, Tom Brady was uh, was one was a topic. And uh, they were talking about him, you know, still playing. At the age of whatever he is, 42 or something like that, 43, and uh, how they were kind of on the opposite ends. Both Pops and and uh, Buzz thought that uh, Tom Brady was doing it because, you know, he has a love for the game of football. You know, he, he's, you know, really wants to play the game even at that age. And Beans thought he was doing it because of ego. And when I first was thinking about it, I was like, so, you know, what, what, do you, what, what really makes him tick as far as football goes, meaning Tom Brady? And I was like, no, it, it's, it's got to be, it's got to be his love for the game. It's got to be uh, his passion for football, his passion for winning, his passion for playing the game. Um, because if you've ever played football, uh, at whatever level you've played it, at, and I, I played high school football, of course, wasn't big enough to, or good enough, just to put it out there to uh, play in college, mainly big enough. Uh, I, for me, I think I had the heart and the, and the desire, uh, and the drive. I just was not, um, as big as I needed to be for my position, which was an offensive defensive lineman. You, you, you have to be pretty, pretty physical. You have to get physical and you have to have the strength and the size in order to play most of those positions. Now you do have that one person that uh, doesn't always fit the, fit the specs, but um, they're usually few and far between. But anyway, if you've played football, and let's take it back to me when I was back in high school, back in 1983, uh, which was many, many moons ago. Um, your senior year, let's say you know that you are not going to play past high school. 
Okay. And so every game, every play that you're in, yeah, you got to make it count because once that game's over, you move on to the next. And then as you look in your schedule, depending on how many games you play, if you make it to playoffs, go to state, whatever. Us, we weren't that good. We had 10 games and we were not making the playoffs. And it was like, all right, you have five more games left. You have four more games left. I mean, you, you're counting it down. And then that last game is here and you suit up and you think about it after tonight. That's it. My football career is over. There's no more football for me. I mean, this is a, a game that I played as a kid growing up, Sandlot football, elementary school, junior high school. Because in elementary school, we had like like flag football that we played. Okay. And then in junior high, we, we started playing uh, organized tackle. Right. You know, we had pads, full pads, everything. Right. High school, same thing. And so as your career is winding down, you start thinking about it. Say, man, I am never going to step onto this field again as a player in full gear and play under the lights on a Friday night because Friday night lights, it's big here in Texas. I mean, they made a whole movie out of it. They made a, a TV series out of it. And football is big. And so it doesn't matter where you played how big your school was, how many people showed up for your games. What you feel when you step out onto that field and you play and you know that you're playing 100% your game, once it's over, that's it. You, you never get that feeling back. You don't get it back. You can say, well, I'll play basketball, but it's not the same feeling. Because my passion for basketball wasn't the same as my passion for football. Because in football, even though I was undersized, I still played a good game. Basketball being undersized and my skill set, I suck basketball. You know, even just, you know, here playing in the in the uh, in the driveway with the kids. Yeah, I'm not I'm not good at it. So it, it wasn't fun for me. Like football was fun where I had you know, I had a chance. I had a chance to make good plays. I had a chance against the bigger kids. I had a chance against the better teams, the better players. And so playing your last game, that that's something that, uh, you know, you, you do it once and then that's it. And so I can, I can understand Tom Brady wanting to continue his career for the passion that he has for football. Because he, he was basically groomed to be a football player. I mean, you know, he, he was he was a good high school player, went to Michigan, played at Michigan. He didn't get drafted until the sixth round. But what he had inside of him and what he knew about himself and the confidence that he had in his abilities, he knew he should have been picked sooner. He should have been picked higher. But that wasn't going to let him stop him. He was not going to think about that. He was just going to play the game. And he was going to say, I'm going to show these guys. If you've ever seen the Brady Six on ESPN 30 for 30, where they talk about all the, the six quarterbacks that were drafted before him that year he was drafted, none of them came close. I mean, you could put their stats together 
compile all of their stats, those six, and compare them to Brady's stats, they wouldn't come close. They would not come close. And you and you and you can't you can't ignore his confidence. He has this confidence about him. And I know people hate him because he played for the Patriots, he played for Bilichek, and all this and all that. But he is the greatest of all times. He's the greatest quarterback. Okay. So he has this confidence about him. It's like, I can still play. I'm that good. And I agree. I can tell you this. At Tom, Tom Brady, at the age of 42, 43, however old he is, and let's say in his best year, that's, 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 the, that's the goal. His best year, that is the, the marker that you compare him with. Okay? Let's say year now, this year, 2022 season, compared to his best year ever, let's say he's performing, and I, I don't know the actual numbers, I'm just spitting something out. Let's just say he's performing at 60% of what the best Tom Brady ever did. I don't know anybody in the NFL that would not take Tom Brady at 60% versus one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Let's say Dak Prescott. Because I can't stand Dallas. I can't stand Dak Prescott. I think he's overpaid. He's a whiner. He doesn't produce. He's never won anything in, in the playoffs. If you put Tom Brady versus Dak Prescott, I would pick Tom Brady at 60%. I would pick him at 50% of his best year. I would take him at 25%. He's still that good. He's clutch. He's money. He comes through when it counts. Knowing this and knowing the fact that he still has that fire and that people know that even at that age and at that level, he is still better than probably 98, 99% of the other quarterbacks that are in the league. Why not play? He's playing at a high level. Not a high level compared to his best years, but a high level compared to what's available and what's playing out there now. So why not further his career? He's in great shape. His diet is crazy. He watches what he eats. He gets enough rest, exercise. He's a machine. Now, in thinking about it, there probably is some ego involved. Because he knows he's that good. So he's going to keep playing it. And he's going to say that to you. It's like, I could still play. I'm going to play. So there is a little bit of ego involved. Now, I know Beans was saying, it's like, well, you know, his family, this and family, that. His family's there. He doesn't play football year round. He has the off season. The offseason, he goes home, he's with his family. Do whatever he does. Doesn't worry about football. When football season comes back around, he's in such great shape in the offseason that he doesn't really have to get into football shape or football season, you know, mode. He's already there. So I think his 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 family can appreciate his passion for the game that, that he loves. I think I would want my family to appreciate that. And I'm sure, and 
he he's it's not like he is not being there for for his family. If he wanted to, if his daughter or his son had some kind of let's say a school program or a play that that uh they wanted him to be there with the kind of money he makes, he could leave practice secure a, you know, a private jet and fly back to their home and attend it and then just fly back uh, the next day or that same evening and, and get back to the team. Again, he doesn't play the full year. He only plays a certain amount of months per, for the season. And then after that, he's free to do whatever he wants with the family. So I would be supportive of it. And, you know, he is married to Giselle or was at the time was married um, she didn't put her modeling career to the side for her family. She probably doesn't take as many assignments. She probably doesn't do as much traveling. But I think, you know, for her or for someone to say, well, I, I think he should consider his family. I think he has. I think I am pretty sure that he sat down with his family and said, hey, guys, this is something I really, really want to do. This is something I got to do. I hope you are, you know, supporting me. And I think they are. I think they are. I think, you know, when you have someone at that caliber and is still willing to go out on the field and, you know, put put themselves out there for people. Yes, yes, he does it for the cheers he does it for the publicity or the the press. Maybe maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I don't know if he's that type of person. I think he understands that it comes with the territory. And so he will take interviews, you know, he'll address he'll address the media, newspapers, you know, radio shows, things like that. Um it's part of, of the business. It's part of the career that he has had for such a long time. 20-something years. So, I can tell you, from a high school football player, it's not easy to give up when you really, really love the game. You hate to have to come to that last game and say, this is it. After this, there's no more. I have to hang up the cleats, hang up the uniform. It's behind me. I t- I'll tell you this. Um, Tristan had his first season of uh, junior high football this year. And I went to every game. I saw every game. I was there for him. I was there in the stands. Enjoyed watching him. Enjoyed watching him grow. Um. And when I would get to the field or when I would, let's say he was playing at home, at his home field here at uh, his intermediate school. So I'd park, I'd walk up, had my tickets already purchased online. And so I had the, the digital, I had the email, with the digital readout. The lady at the table would, would scan my ticket, scan my phone, said, okay, you're good to go. So I'm walking. So they only have, if you can imagine a junior high school football field, 
they have the they have the track around it and everything and uh they have one set of stands for the audience for the for you know for people to sit there and watch and it's on the opposite side of the field and so i have to walk all the way around to get to the to the seats and instead of staying on the track path and going around the long way i usually cut across the grass not on the field but right near the end zone and when i leave after the game is over we will usually cut across the field to go to the parking lot and we'll meet tristan at the field or on the field and say hello I say hey we'll talk about the game a little bit i say hey hurry up get dressed we got to go let's get out of here but just walking on the field feeling the grass that soft grass underneath you underneath your feet it brings back a lot of memories it brings back a lot of feelings when you have a passion for the game you give up not just playing the game but everything that's involved with it everything the cheers the yells the band playing the parents supporting their kids It's not just the idea of playing the game. So imagine as a professional football player on a larger, larger scale, what that's like. It's been part of his life for the past 20-something years. It's not easy to give up. Not easy to give up. Because if you think about it, I think I read somewhere that the average uh, career for a football player was like about three and a half to four and a half years. Because usually it's cut short because of injuries. Uh, Sometimes uh, for those players that are borderline and just barely good enough to make, make it into the NFL then maybe fall out because the next year there's a new crop of players and then they become not, you know, not good enough. And so they lose their position, they lose their job, and so then they're out of football. In fact, one of Tristan's coaches um, is a free agent and has talked to some uh, players or uh, has talked to some teams uh, hasn't gotten picked up yet but he's coaching football at junior high and teaching I don't know what he teaches he's also a teacher but he still hasn't given up on his dreams or his dream of getting back into the NFL you know he played college football he was drafted or maybe he wasn't drafted and signed uh, but he has had a taste of the NFL life And he's not ready to give it up. And he's only in his 20s. He's 20-something. Mid to late 20s. His dad was a football player uh, in the NFL as well. So, I mean, for him, it's in his... it, It was part of his family. So, yeah. I, I, I can understand it. I can understand it. I can't... I don't know what it's like 
to be an NFL or a college player to play at that level. But I understand having to give up playing the game uh, in an organized setting because of, you know, your time has passed. You can't do this anymore. And I'm also a big Tom Brady fan. I liked him as a Patriot, even though that was not my team. Anytime a game came on and it was the Patriots or in the playoffs, I was tuned in. And if, of course, my team is the Texans, they haven't made it to the play. Well, I should say they've made it to the playoffs, but not very far. But they've never made it to the Super Bowl. So anytime Brady and the Patriots were in the Super Bowl, that was my guy. And so his career ended with the Patriots. The Buccaneers said, hey, come on, we'll take you. We'd love for you to play for us. He took them to the Super Bowl and won his seventh ring. More than anybody else. So yeah, I get it. I get it. It's not that easy to give up. So let me see. What else did I have to talk about? Oh, yeah. Free agency. Uh, baseball season's over. Astros won the World Series. And uh, we're looking to double down. And um, hopefully make a run for it in 2023 and and win back to back. In order to do that, though, we have some needs that we needed to um, address. And so we have made some signings of some uh, free agents. But we've also lost some players, like, for instance, Justin Verlander, just recently signed with the New York Mets. Of course, he won't be in the American League. He'll be in the National League. So we won't see him all that often. And we may not see him in the playoffs until the World Series, if we both make it. So I'm not too worried about having to face Justin Verlander. In fact, my kids and I were talking about it at lunch, and... uh. There's a bunch of memes already going around, and uh, some funny guy said that uh, we were going to miss Kate Upton more than Justin Verlander, which I thought was funny. He's a big fan. She was present at a lot of the games here in the Ast- in the Astrodome. <laughs> it's not the Astrodome. Here at Minute Maid Park. Uh, I don't know why I said Astrodome. Anyway, uh so, but we lost him. He signed. Okay, so last year, his last season, this year, his last season with the uh, Houston Astros, he was making $25 million per season, okay? Which was f- for two seasons, I think it was, that he signed. All right, so, of course, the season before, he did not play because he had had Tommy John surgery, so they have to go and rebuild that. That I think I don't, I'm not sure what it's called. I think it's the ulnar nerve or something. It has to do with pitching. That's usually the one that goes, and so they named it after this famous pitcher, and uh, it revived his career. Well, it did the same thing for Verlander. Verlander came back, he's throwing smoke, won 18 games, won the Cy Young Award. Uh, he won one of his two starts in the in the uh, World Series, and he won his second ring with the Astros. His second ring overall, actually. And so we all knew that he was going to go to free agency. Of course, we, we, we made a qualifying offer, and uh, he turned it down. He said, no, nope, I'm not going to take that. It's too low, which we knew. It's just a formality that you go through. But we knew that. 
So everybody's saying, well, let's see who he goes to. Let's see what he gets offered. And of course, Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, was looking at, you know, bringing him back. But at what cost? What cost would that be to the Astros? And so this week he signed with the New York Mets uh, at the age of 40. Uh, He signed a three-year contract. The first two years of the contract pays him $43 million. So he goes from $25 million to $43 million per year. That's a 73% increase in pay. 73% increase in pay. He basically got a 73% pay increase, a raise. Okay? That's one free agent. Let's look at Aaron Judge. He was like the biggest free agent out there. Everybody was like waiting, waiting, waiting. Where is he going? Where is he signing? Who's going to offer the most money? They just We just knew. Everybody knew that whatever team signed him was going to break the bank. And they did. Signed him this week. Stays with the Yankees. Gets nine years, $360 million. That's $40 million a year. $40 million. I know you're saying, well, that's less than Verlander. Verlander's getting 43. Yeah, but Verlander's a pitcher, and it's only for two years. Aaron Judge is getting nine years out of it. And he's a position player. So I think this makes him the highest paid position player in Major League Baseball. Nine years, $360 million. At the year of the contract, I think he's going to be 39 so what was he making this past season? He was making 19 million. Now he's making 40 million. That's a 110, almost 111% increase in pay. 111% pay increase, raise. Who wouldn't go for that? Humor me here, because I've got a question. What if free agency could be applied in real life or in regular life? Just the regular person, not Major League Baseball, not NFL, not the NBA, just a regular Joe Schmo like me, you, and anybody else that listens to this podcast. What if you got up January 1st, January 2nd, whenever it is that you have to report to to work, And you went into your boss's office and you said, all right, last year I made, I don't know, 30 bucks an hour. This year, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to see who pays me $40 an hour. I'm looking for a pay increase. That's what, like 30%? That's pretty steep. I think at best, companies give out, what, 3% increases, if that? So what if we could do that? Or what if we did do that? I know, I know. Some people will go, it's like, fuck this place. I'm going to go out and look for a new job. 
and they go out job hunting. And most people do. Most people will keep their options. If they see stuff that comes across their um, you know, email, I'm, I see it all the time. I still get notices from the different uh, agencies or the different sites like Indeed and uh, Simply Hired. All these positions. I'm not actively looking, but it's there. So I'll take a look at it. But what if you could, or what if you did do it the same way, where it's like, uh, I like working here, I like what you guys offer, but I'm going to go see what somebody else is offering. And you put them on notice. Not mean You don't really do that. If you are looking to get a pay increase, you can go and you can ask. You might get shot down. You have to sit there and prove why you deserve it. You can't just say, well, have you not seen my work this year? What I've done throughout the year? Have you not paid attention? Look at my stats. Pull up my highlights. It's all there. Doesn't work that way. But what if it did? What if you could go out there and you hit company A, company B, company C and said, hey, yeah, my services are for sale. This is what I bring to the table. Uh, you can see my work here. This is what I have to offer. And this is what I'm looking for. For the next five years, I want to make X amount of dollars. And if I meet this goal, I want an additional cash bonus. If I make employee of the year, I want an additional cash bonus. What if you could do that? Would it send businesses in a tizzy? Just to spin them on, on, top, on their top of their heads. Because you got people that are thinking, hmm. I think I need a pay raise. I'm going to put my services up for sale. So you got all these people running to different companies saying, hey, what can you give me? What can you offer me? Okay, great. Now I'm going to go. I've got company XYZ that I'm going to go talk to and see what they have to offer. I'm going to compare to what you're offering. I'll get back with you. Usually, most people don't do it that way. They'll apply in different places. If they ask, you, if they're interested in you, they'll ask you to come in for an interview. Do you tell your job, ah, "I'm going in for this interview. I'm going to be off today"? Fuck no, you don't. You take the day off, or you find a time where you can get away from work, and you do it in secrecy. You don't tell them. The only time they know that you've gone on an interview. Is when someone gives you an offer and you say, you know what? I'm going to make the jump. I'm going to come work for you. And then you put in your two-week notice. Now, if you're the kind of employee that a company wants to keep, they may try to do a little bit, you know, backpedaling little tap dance to try to keep you. But usually, it's not enough to keep you. Usually... It's just enough to try to make it attractive to you because 
you wouldn't be leaving a place that you're already comfortable with. You'd be making a little bit more money, maybe not as much as what the other company's offering you. But the way they see it, it's like, well, now you got to start all over as a new employee over there, yada, 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 and you got to go through training and this and that. And you know how people are with their comfort levels. They don't always like to be taken out of their comfort zone. So here for your trouble, we're willing to give you an extra couple of dollars an hour. Would it be worth it to you? I don't know. Probably not. It would have to be a considerable offer. Why isn't the workplace set up to be that way? Why don't we make it known that, you know what, I'm not happy with my salary, my current salary, so I'm going to shop around. I'm going to look at something else. Look at other companies. See what they're offering. And then I'll get back with you. Can't do it. For what? Fear of retaliation? Feel the company is like, ooh, he's looking for a job. Maybe we don't want him around anymore. He's not going to be happy here. They'll find a way to fire you. They'll find a way to write you up and dismiss you. You would think that that's not the case, but they would find a way of doing it. They would find a way. If they wanted to get rid of you, they would find a way. Believe me. They would. And sometimes they don't have to have a good enough reason. Sometimes they just might make some bullshit up and let you go. Yeah, I like those what-if questions. really makes you think. So, all right, guys. For someone that didn't have anything to talk about at the beginning of the week, I think I got a pretty good episode out of it. A couple of good, good topics. So, thanks to Chicanoish for... Uh, giving me the, the Tom Brady topic. Although they didn't really say, here, Dave, talk about Tom Brady. I just took it. I didn't steal it. I just say, I just wanted to further my, my thoughts. Share them with you on what I thought about it. Because, you know, when you're listening to a podcast that really engages you, you find yourself answering them when they're posing questions. You find yourself responding to them. It's like, wait, idiot. They can't hear you. It's pre-recorded. You're not actually in the room with them. That's the sign of a good podcast. It engages you. You just not it's just not background chatter as you're driving or working or whatever. You're actually paying attention to what they're talking about. I hope my podcast does that. I know it's a little bit different setup because I'm only one person. I don't have a guest this week. Haven't had a guest in a couple of weeks, maybe. So I need to get some guests on. Yeah, my last guest was Buzz when we did the Fast Five, which that was fun. I I, um, I plan on doing that again with some people, bringing that. Uh, the only thing is that I, I have to write questions that are specific to my guest. So I have to th really think about it. And I haven't had time to sit there and think about 
the guests that I want to have on and the questions that I want to apply to them. So I will, uh, I'll actually work on that. Yeah, that's what I need to do. Need to work on that. So with that, I'm going to leave you guys. Really enjoyed uh, you listening. Really enjoyed your company. And uh, let's do it again next week. What do you say? All right, later. Bye.